This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Good morning. These early morning sessions, I know we're only on the first one <laughs> of the second episode, but already not a fan. I can't. We we started so strong and now we're like, oh my God, when are we going to record? <laughs> Why? What are we doing? Can we fit this in? I don't know what's happening. Uh, like everything I do, really great idea. It's all in the execution. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I don't know why. I, I totally just agree. can't have it. What are you, you drinking some coffee over there or did you spike it today? No, regular, regular workday coffee, but I did pull out. Where's my camera? There it is. This <laughs> is my badass lady mug a collection of badass women it has it has ladies on it because because why zach because today is international women's day because today is international women's day to be fair before before we hit women's day to my to all of our women listeners your women listeners before the podcast women identifying listeners carmen tried to quiz me like i wouldn't know that today was international women's day but and he passed I did because I'm a feminist because men can be feminist too. It's true. Um, and let's be honest, we probably need, this is going to be a controversial statement. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> we probably need more men to be feminist because women ain't doing a great job at it. I, uh, the white woman. No. Single-handedly <laughs> ruining feminism. No, it's not. <laughs> so, white so women are destroying men, need- everything. It's this is a close second to white men so <laughs> yes. we need we need men to be involved and our involvement should be letting the women do whatever they want that's our involvement yeah, it's, just being yes do all the things yeah here's some more money Ugh. um what'd you do this I, weekend i i don't even know what happened this weekend carmen i don't even know <laughs> what i did i went to the home and garden show I did some door dashing. I did some homework. I went to a 17 hour movie, uh, the Batman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I did more things, but that's a lot. I mean, weekends are short. I can't, I are can't supposed to fit it all in. Think of other things. What did you do? I, I was at a birthday party, oh, a child's I, birthday party. My, my brother-in-law turned 40. So Aww. went out to my sister's new house. And there's a, well, I sent you the snap, the, the shed of dead things. It looked like. Which they call the hunting shack, but yes, it, it, looked it has like a, a lot rural, of mounted, mounted Rural America VFW slash bowling alley. So there, everybody should get a pretty good It does good have image. a really rural America VFW vibe to it. That is, that's true. The cement <laughs> yes. floors, the television, the liquor everywhere. Yeah, the, actually. The dead animals. Mm-hmm. The. Mm-hmm like industrial bar fridges the industrial bar for that was pretty amazing um i was happy there was a, like running water that was the best that part is, that is a, that is a good first in the food the food was amazing of course did she cook everything in an air fryer no it was um like pulled pork from the meat locker and wowzers. The, the moms brought salads, which was fantastic. I had some salad yesterday. You know what I'm sad Buns about? from the candy candy bakery, cupcakes from the candy bakery. It was good. The food and food was excellent. That's great. I am kind of sad as you say that. I don't have a mother that would ever bring a salad to anything that I do. 
Uh, that's just a, your, your mom is skilled in other ways. What are they? What are they? What other skill <laughs> do we need? I need a mom that could bring a salad. You're a mom that can triage if somebody like. Yeah. She only does that to people that are paying her. She doesn't do that to people <laughs> <laughs> that are, are related to her. I don't know. I'm just kind of jealous. What there kind of were, salads there were the moms three bring? children there. And, you know, children, it just seemed like a lot more. Because um, <laughs> they're so and, loud. Oh, no, there were five. There were five kids there at one point. Um, yes, they're loud, but they're they're just, you know, they're kind of like everywhere. And this, the floor was cement. And there was, you know, everyone jumping on the furniture. And I was like, I, you know, they always use the expression, crack your head open. Like, carefully, mm. you're going to crack your head. And I was like, maybe today I'll see it. Because it seems <laughs> today will be the inevitable, day. honestly. Um, well, that's really funny. I'm glad yeah, that Brian right. had a good birthday party. How many people got together? A decent group, a, a smattering yeah, 40, of people, at least 40, maybe 50 40 for 40. Wow, 40 for 40. The, uh, the weather was bad, so there were definitely mm. were some people who opted for safety. Did Sarah have party hats and T-shirts made? Like, tell me about it. I feel like we did not have party hats. (gasps) What? Um, Instead, we had beer cozies that said cheers to 40 years and 40 beers. I don't know. They were really cute. And then on the back, there was a little area where you could write your name. So that way you didn't spot. You didn't. Yeah. Wow. You lose your beer. I, I think like it. <clears throat> it, it forever says Carmen. Like you can't make it say oh. something else. Well, um, and then I'm... really cute little decorations. Um, there was a little banner that said happy fucking birthday, which we giggled at. I thought Sarah was all about birthday hats and party hats. Well, cause it was Brian's birthday. So me, you know, for Sarah's birthday, she's not 40 yet. We're but doesn't old. Sarah make everybody wear birthday hats? It's not a thing she it, does. It is generally more. I don't. She had this leather jacket on, and her hair was all cute. Maybe she was like no party was she, hat. I was she being hat. Sandy from Greece? Um, a little bit. It was. It was good. It was a good. Did outfit. she say, "Tell me about it, stud"? I, if she did, I didn't hear. Thank and she God. did come up to me at one point and say, "Like, oh, so were you gonna go fluff your hair, or <laughs> are you gonna go in?" A cop, Sarah. <laughs> that's that's harsh. If you had a party hat, you wouldn't have to worry about your fluffing your hair. That's what you came prepared for. Party hat. <laughs> it's, it's true. I did. Um, I did. Went. I did go in and fluff my hair. I have a confession. I have a confession to make to the listeners of our point. So during my door dashing, my new hobby that I do because I've found a way to waste a few more hours of time that I shouldn't be doing. I started listening to some audiobooks, Carmen. And these audiobooks are they're a little racy. They're some gay what what do they call them in the in the heterosexual world? Slut smut books? What are they? What smut. are they? Yes. Smut. Not slut, smut books. And I have gotten into some gay versions of these. And I am embarrassed to tell people that I'm listening to them or to hear that I'm listening to them. I have to like turn the volume down because it is so raunchy. I didn't know that people (laughs) did this. I'm literally listening to porn on tape. And then yesterday I'm sitting in class and, and clearly not paying attention. 
because this class is miserable. And Amazon Audible emails me. I'm like, oh, thank the Lord. Some, some distraction. And I open the Audible email and they are on to me. Jeff Bezos is on to me. It is like a whole email that's like, hey, you might like this. And picture a gay Fabio on the front of every <laughs> single one of these books. I, now I'm embarrassed that all of my, probably my TikTok is going to look like this. My Instagram, I'm on a dangerous path. I need redemption. I don't know. I was reading smut in like junior high. So welcome. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I, I will. I will say, because <clears throat> I definitely started reading romance during the pandemic because life is hard enough okay <laughs> life is hard enough um <clears throat> but they do have the most embarrassing covers and i log my reading on goodreads so could not... you put that on there yeah you i mean you have to if you want it to count for your book total which i do and so you have to that's always, if you start reading something embarrassing, it's always like, oh, are you going to put this? Are you going to put this on the internet? So well, it's dangerous out? because in real life, you could just take the the cover jacket off and like be okay incognito. You no, can't do I that agree. on the internet. <clears throat> no. The internet does not allow that. But so. it is more, it's more important to me that my book total is correct <laughs> than I have well, to good. overcome the embarrassment of the covers. Your followers, well, this year's books are just out of control for my Goodreads. It's going to be <laughs> a textbook and then like six, six smut, smut books. So, <laughs> oof. Um, have you been keeping up on the world, the world that's on fire? I don't know. <clears throat> I know they sent a different reporter to Poland uh, <laughs> yesterday. So CBS has like at least four folks um, between Poland, Ukraine, and Russia. Mm, mm-hmm. So I, I keep up. You keep up that bit, way. But it's, uh, Zach, it's so, so depressing. <laughs> it's so depressing. I, I'm a CNN watcher. So if it isn't CBS in the morning for two hours, I'm pretty hardcore CNN. And I feel like all of their people are in the Ukraine, including like, Anderson Cooper is just hanging out in Kiev, and I'm like, Anderson, first off, you're beautiful. What are you doing? Don't put yourself in harm's way anymore. You make too much money, and there's now younger people that can do that. And you have two little teeny children. So thank God for his partner that is his co-parenting partner. But I was like, Anderson, get out of harm's way. If Putin takes out Anderson Cooper, ooh, that would be. Then all Joe of, Biden would have no choice of, but to act. All of the gays would sign up for the draft. <laughs> like we would be prepared with our power walking and our those those clack fans, and we would just <laughs> get across the border in no time. We would the Russians wouldn't even see us. But I wanted <laughs> to start with this article that I was was fascinated on. I actually read it. The article's old, so. This article comes from the New York Times titled The BBC Revives Shortwave Radio Dispatches in Ukraine and Draws Ire of Russia. And I find I find this fascinating, mostly because I'm really hung up on this global world that we we now live in and that it 
individual companies or individual billionaires can like play such a huge role in these conflicts. And it's no longer that you need countries to do that. I am continually perplexed the fact that, you know, Russia has tried to take out um, ways for people to get information, right? They don't want Russians to know exactly what's going on over in the Ukraine. They're still saying that it's a humanitarian effort and they're not attacking civilians. And then part of their plan uh, to win this Ukrainian invasion is to cut off the information to Ukrainians um, and then wage like a fake information campaign that basically is like, hey, your your government has surrendered. Um, Stop fighting uh, because it's over now. Um, And part of the ways they were doing that was you know, cutting off the internet access or whatever. And then I'm mind blown that Elon Musk could send, he just has his own satellites shit around. That was crazy in the sky and just like send them internet. And it's not, it just blows my brain that we could do that. And, and part of that also then comes back to this article by Tiffany Hasu that talks about obviously the, the Russians, I'm sure everybody has seen by now, but they blew up that huge um, media tower in Kiev that obviously contained their television and a lot of their radio broadcasts. And they brought, the BBC brought back its um, World War II era shortwave radio trans transmission. And this blew my brain that we are now bringing back World War II era technology that was used in the second world war to get information to folks. And the BBC in this article goes on to say that, Often the truth is the first casualty of war in a conflict where disinformation and propaganda is rife. There is a clear need for factual independent news that people can trust. And so the BBC actually shut down this shortwave radio transmission 14 years ago because it was, it was no longer used by anybody, right? There was the internet, social media, TV, there was just, nobody had radios. Nobody was listening to the radio. And so they decommissioned it and shut it off. Well, apparently we're back in, you know, the 1930s. And as Russia cuts off all of the means for modern day communication, there was no way for people to get information. And so the BBC fired that old technology back up and have, are like sending these short wave, um, radio waves to people that are able to pick up the signal on analog um, radios that they might have around to get information from the BBC. And the BBC is broadcasting in English into Ukraine and into a portion of Russia for four-ish hours a day to give them updates of what is actually happening in um, the, the war zones to give real information. And I just find it mind-blowing that one obviously this works because russia can't interfere with the wavelengths that are being sent from other places in the world but one that these radio waves are so strong that they can pick it up hundreds of miles away i wish our radio stations in rural america could work that well um as you're crisscrossing (laughs) south dakota um but i just find it amazing that one, this technology exists, and that's how we used it. And then we decommissioned it because it was no longer 
it was old school and no longer utilized. And then they, the Russians cut off the means of information and news to millions of people as they're trying to, you know, ward, wage, ward, wage, uh, misinformation <laughs> <laughs> campaign. And somebody at the BBC was like, oh, wait, do you remember that old radio thing that's probably like has dust on it? What if we just like turn that some bitch back on and pumped out some information? And sure enough, it's giving millions of people um, information into what's actually happening. The BBC said that their Russian language website reached a record 10.7 million views the past week, more than tripling its average. Um, the Ukrainian average is up to 4 million visitors a week more than double what it was previously. So the BBC is clearly one of those um, trusted, the few trusted news information places that that people are going to, to try and get information. I don't know. I just found it fascinating that we have this old technology. That's a meeting I want to be in. Like they're like, okay, people, what do we do? No, no idea too, too, too far out. Somebody's like, I bet. I, don't we still i bet we could do you think it still works <laughs> well and i think it's interesting right we, we live in this world that everything has to be monetized and so clearly there is a need and a role especially in times of conflict or whatever that we need to get information and i'm sure there's lots of people that were saying that the bbc was a liberal blah 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 fake news they're not bribert they're not newsmax it's not fox news they're lying to you well in times <laughs> of strife that they are trusted and obviously the bbc is not making money off of sending shortwave radio signals into a war country they're literally doing this for their mission of trying to give people information it's like oh there are some decent people it goes back to the elon musk moving his starlink satellites around it's like well i guess you're not riding your penis rocket or i guess that's jeff bezos writing your penis rocket into space so you can send your satellites over there. It's great. It's great. It's just great. It makes me feel good. Uh, speaking of 2011. Oh, yeah. Because there, aren't, <clears throat> there are no new ideas. <laughs> I have really been getting into How I Met Your Father. Which there are is not... so many other TV shows you should be watching. <laughs> which is not... A surprise uh, if you know me because I, the How I Met Your Mother is my like background show. It's always on. When I finish it, I just start it up. <laughs> but so How I Met Your Father is, and you haven't watched it, have you? How I Met Your Father? I have not. I we saw like a little teeny clip, but I do love a few people that are in it. Yeah. So Hillary Duff is in it. <clears throat> and I oh well, Carmen's dying of, of allergies over there. Oof, goodness. Oof, hang on. I <laughs> I was just trying to push through and my voice was not gonna behave. That's okay. Uh yeah, so Hillary Duff is in it. Um there was an actor who was in a show called God Friended Me, which was a stupid name, but the show was pretty <laughs> cute. Um Piz from Veronica Mars and um the, the rest of the cast is, is also pretty cute. Yes. And um, the she instead of 
instead of joining the um, other women in the Sex in the City reboot, um, Kim Cattrall is over here um, doing How I Met Your Father. <laughs> she is playing the Bob Saget um, character, basically. Ooh. So she's she's the mother and she's telling the story about How I Met Your Father. And um, it's set up in a similar way that you don't know who the father is. And so this article on CBR.com, I don't even know what that stands for. Um, but George Morrow has this article on how I met your father is hiding its real story in plain sight. And I looked, of course, just for an article so I could talk about this. And <laughs> it was picked up for a second season, but people are so traumatized by how, how I met your mother ended that people are watching this with kind of like in between their fingers. They're like, I want to like it, but I know you're going to fuck me at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I didn't, I didn't mind the, how I met your mother ending. Our friend Alicia hated it so much. She like waited seven years before she tried to watch it again, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend it. I think it's cute. It's, you know, it's obviously a 20 minute comedy. There are some Easter eggs for the How I Met Your Mother fan, which I enjoy. I did not watch how I have a few things. I did not watch How I Met Your Mother mainly because I don't like Neil Patrick Harris. And to your own detriment, I mean, if he could go back to the 90s and live there forever, like with Bob Saget, I would. And I know we're not supposed to speak ill of Bob Saget, but I also didn't like him either. So it had two strikes against it. Everybody else in the cast I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. But Neil Patrick Harris is too much for me and go home. And Bob Saget. In that character or just in general? In general. Okay. I find him super annoying. Um, so my own flaw. The only thing that I find cute about him is when he makes his children dress up for Halloween. Um. <laughs> Also, I saw him in real life a few times and he looks very, very old in real life and creepy. But I do like a lot of the people in this show, primarily um, Hillary and her name mm-hmm. is, uh, what's her last name? What did I say? Duff. Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Thank you. Um, and the very cute man that was from, I think he was in The Help and he was in something else that I saw recently um he's very very cute so is it is it basically the exact same story just told from like uh, now we need to find your mom or your father i mean it's a it's a hangout show group of kids in their like late 20s early 30s and they have the same problems that you do during that age so can I pay my rent? Am I going to make it in my job? What's my career look like? Dating, dating, dating. So in that way, it's the same as friends. It's the same mm-hmm. as how I met your mother. Um, so some of it is the same. And then because you don't know who the father is, um, one of the things that they did that was pretty cute was they they have a more diverse cast And so rather than in How I Met Your Mother, it was Bob Saget, who you never saw talking to the kids. Yes. 
Um, this way, now you see Kim Cattrall, but you do not see the son that she's talking to. So you can't pick out who the father is based on the kid's uh, race. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh. she says in the first episode, um, I met your father during the pilot episode, but now we're going to go through, I assume, several seasons trying to figure out which one of the men she met in the episode mm-hmm. is the is the father. What was the twist ending at the end of How I Met Your Mother? <clears throat> she well, was dead, right? That was the was that the she twist? she does die in the finale. Yes. So the in the pilot of How I Met Your Mother you think it's going to be Colby Smulders. Um, and at the very end, he was like, that's how I met your aunt Robin. But then you get <sighs> all the way to the very like last three minutes of the season or the series finale. And the mother has died. And the kids are like, <clears throat> you didn't tell us a story about mom. It's actually a story about how you're in love with aunt Robin. And mom's been dead for seven years and you should totally go be with her. And so Mm. is the love story actually about the mother who's only in the last season or the last two seasons, maybe, or is it really about how he's been in love with Colby Smulders this whole time? Um, (sighs) So that, but I, I just think that's, that's how it works. They didn't, they didn't want the same things, um, particularly children. And so like, he's telling this whole story about kids or about to his kids. Well, this, this is fascinating. I am so glad that I have you here. So I could not, I, all of my time during this period was invested in watching 30 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. So I didn't have time to watch how oh, I met sure. your mother. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. We, you're welcome. You could, uh, compliment me on that. So, yeah. um, I need to refresh with some coffee. Oh, same. Um, in your weekend adventures, did anybody mm-hmm. wake up feeling hungover following the birthday party, the big birthday party? Uh, yes, I believe the birthday boy was a bit hungover. Oof, I hate when that happens. Um, but you know, what are you gonna? You only, you only turn forty once. That's that's true. I mean, that's that's what happens when you party in the VFW. <laughs> it is like, that's true for sure like, they mix it strong at the vfw it's the thing yeah yeah that happens well i for folks who know me or maybe don't know me i am somebody who gets some pretty strong hangovers i <laughs> doesn't necessarily stop me i think it maybe has the older i have gotten but i've had bad hangovers forever it's just it's just a thing that happens i'm a i'm a puker I'm a every 30 minutes puker. I, I just die, but I try to, I try to move, move about it, but there was an article that the clickbait hangover title got me it. This article is hundred percent about clickbait because it provides us a lot of things that we already know, but CNN had a title that, that caught my eye titled why you may experience anxiety during a hangover by Craig Gunn, the university of Bristol. So I was like, is this, is this a student author? Like, is that what we're doing now, CNN? They're like, we'll offer you an internship, aka provide us clickbait content. Um, and what better than a hangover story from a college student? 
And so this article goes on to talk about that the morning after a night of drinking is never fun if you've gotten a hangover. For most people, hangovers involve a headache, fatigue, thirst, or nausea. It's like check, 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 and check. Um, But there are around 12% of people that during their hangover, they experience anxiety during their hangover, which they are terming anxiety. Um, And it can obviously vary in severity depending on the person. Um, But this article goes on to talk about their scientific studies, which are not. I feel like this kid talked to three of his friends. Um, But, uh, you know, as the body recovers from a night of drinking, the hangover creates a state of psychological stress. Um, And people go crazy and they... The article talks about people that are shy or more susceptible to having anxiety. People that already suffer from anxiety get anxiety. Um, And it also takes into account that part of this is also obviously just in general with hangovers, you are, your body is probably stressed slash dehydrated. You probably did not get a great night's sleep because you probably stayed up late. Um, and all of those things play into the typical hang hangover symptoms, but obviously anxiety is one of those as well, right? You, you don't feel good. Maybe you have things that you have to do and now you're stressed about it. And so <laughs> their solution was that don't drink you, as much. Well, Carmen, that <laughs> is, that is the end takeaway that I really laughed about, but they were like, if you are somebody that's struggling, uh, struggles with anxiety make sure the day after you have the day off or you don't have any family or friend obligations so you can have as stress-free of a recovery day as possible um they did some scientific studies um aka as this article types writes out our own research has shown that um People experience a negative shift during their emotions of their hangover. Um, And yeah, if you are somebody that already has anxiety and then you're hungover, you're probably going to get anxiety. And so I thought this article was so dumb (laughs) that I just had to share it with the masses to point out like, I mean, like I, I was really interested for the topic, but yeah, the article and it it says at the bottom that the guy is a lecturer. Yes. And psychological science. The best way of course, to avoid experience anxiety is to avoid drinking altogether or at least drink in moderation. Um, I did think of a couple of people that we know in our life that will (laughs) remain nameless. And by Mm -hmm. a couple of people, I'm just talking really about one. Um, (laughs) That the day after they, I would say, experience anxiety symptoms. And it is like this self-shame that they had more fun than they were allowed to have, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or they don't embrace the fact that a hangover is reality, or they jam-pack their schedule the next day, which then they don't feel good. The anxiety. So part of this was... Interesting. Some of their scientific research obviously showed that when you don't feel good, you get in a bad mood and you cannot be, you're not as productive or cannot complete tasks as easy. And I was like, 
yeah, I bet you the same results would happen if you had the flu. I bet you you're not as mentally sharp and you can't run a marathon. It's like, of course, that's going to be the same. But I don't know. Now I, now we just have a, a new term in the lexicon ah, to mm-hmm. describe people. So use anxiety however you want to. But- um, yeah, I what I thought is an obvious cause of anxiety mm-hmm. it was not actually listed here that I could see but it's the like when you wake up and you're like did I say something I shouldn't have did I do oh, something yes. I shouldn't have did I I definitely said something I shouldn't have and I remember it now and I have to go back <laughs> and apologize for the things that I said slash did um no that's, that's not it that I mean that's the part that gets me is well, that when you wake up shame that's cool. And you're like, oh, what did I do? Um, no, it's. But that that wasn't even part of the study. So I no, guess he I'm... did not talk about inserting foot in mouth at all. No, that that was oh. not part of the. Oh, anxiety. so is that just me? <laughs> I think that's, that's just shame. It was just uh, oops. casual. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> one of the things that we didn't get to when we went through um you know, the, the eight months that we tried to catch everybody up with, um, my new hobby, which I'm going to argue is better than DoorDash hasn't made me any money yet though. Yeah. Um, uh, witchcraft just, (laughs) (laughs) just dabbling a little bit in the witchcraft it's, and it's so insidious. Like it starts with, well, it started with somebody sent me um, a, a little witchcraft um, advent calendar. So Ooh. you just got little bags of fun, fun things. So you got like tiny little jars filled with things. Um, Potions. Uh, crystals, which are like pretty rocks. Uh, candles. Um, and then... So that friend was like, oh yeah, that was my like little pandemic hobby. Uh, (laughs) And now like she has an altar and then she got a portable altar because she travels a lot. Altar. What does that look like? Does that look like a little briefcase that pops out? Like a a circus? The size of an Altoid tin. Like it's just, it's a really little, little, little guy. People sell this shit online and people buy it. What are we doing? Oh yeah, no, uh, for sure. So um, I was like, well, this is kind of kind of neat. And then I was like, well, I'm going to learn more about this. Well, and then we got a crystal store in Sioux Falls. Actually, we have two crystal stores in Sioux Falls. Have so you then been? I went, yeah, I've been to both of them. So then I was like, now I have some crystals. And then what does the witchcraft- crystal store smell like? Incense. Ugh. Um, so now what do you do with your crystals? You have to charge them. How do you charge a crystal? Well, there are several different ways that you can do that, but uh, you can put them outside under the light of the, or in like a windowsill, under the light of the full moon, so then it charges. And then I also made moon water, like Uh, rabbit hole down it. I I bought a book. I can barely charge my cell phone, let alone my rocks. What? Uh, Yeah. So then the moon water, when, what do you do when you buy crystals and there's no full moon? Don't worry. Um, 
So then you could charge it with the moon water that you made. And then moon water, you can also like throw in your bathtub. Okay. One more question about this before we continue. Mm-hmm. How do you know when your rocks or your crystals are low and need to charge? You can feel it. Energy, oh. the vibes. Oh, okay. All right. That's a good answer. I'll take that. <laughs> okay. Oof. So I, I combined two articles just so I could talk about this. Um, one is from Morning Brew, um, which do you still get the Morning Brew? I do. I am fascinated and I wish I could have a whole conversation about I didn't know that they have a website now that like aggregates and keeps all their shit in one spot. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Morning Brew, it's a newsletter, um, but also, yes, a website. So the Morning Brew article is from Jamie Wilde and it says the occult is having a moment, <laughs> um, particularly witchcraft has become especially popular during the pandemic. And I combined that with an article from The Cut um, called The Pandemic Turned Me Into a Witch by Daniel Zamparelli. Oof. Oof. And so what what I like about it right so it has a lot it's so it's you know you can talk about wicca you can talk about paganism um so it has a lot of the ritual so some of the friends that um have also gotten into witchcraft in the last couple years are formerly religious like we all our parents all drug us to church Mm -hmm. and now we'd no longer do that but we liked the ritual of it you know like it's the currently Lent. And so I grew up, um, we didn't give up things for Lent because we were Lutheran, but our friends did. And you had to go to like extra things. And then it's a, it's, so it's all the same thing, but Wick, Wicca, witchcraft, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's the same seasons. Like there's a thing for May day. There's a thing for Easter. There's a thing for spring. There's a thing. And so it's all kind of related. Um, so that's really interesting. There's a strong self-care, aspect to it, which I enjoy. Um, so it's setting your intentions. What are your goals? What are you putting into the universe? What do you want back out of it? Then there's also, um, a journaling aspect, which I always say I'm going to do. And I never do. I have bookshelves full of empty notebooks because they're so pretty, but then I never write in them. And, um, meditation and so call it what you want but it's meditation so since i've got into this hobby in the last (laughs) six weeks we're calling it a hobby now yeah okay i have actually meditated i have actually written in a journal i have actually read a physical book which i rarely do these days and so i would argue (laughs) like i'm doing all the things i always want to do but i never I never make the time for it, but now that I'm becoming a witch, look at all the positive changes I've made in my life. I, there's only a couple of things about this that I, I'm going to start with one of the, I knew Zach would hate it, which is why I wanted to tell him in in front of everyone. (laughs) I don't necessarily hate it. And I am going to be honest with you. I'm not surprised that you all of a sudden are deciding you're going to be a witch. Like, sure this is uh yes yeah like okay it was only it was a matter of time we're moving to the next phase and um i'm more shocked and odd that you have a gateway drug which friend that is getting you into the business that that that's more of 
where my ire is at that we now, I now have to listen to Witch Carmen because of your bad influence. But <laughs> I, during the break, went to Salem, Massachusetts over Halloween, thinking mm. that it was going to be like a drunken Halloween festival and it was going to be so fun. And I got to see the filming locations of Hocus Pocus, which I love and all that. But when I actually showed up in Salem, it was filled of people that actually thought they were real witches. And I have never seen so many weird people in one place that it made me incredibly uncomfortable. And we actually ended up leaving early because there were so many wackadoodles like walking around with potions and doing all kinds of weird shit that I felt that. I was bound to get a curse or a demon was going to find me. <laughs> and so that I I'm nervous that I'm going to find you in Salem, Massachusetts and think that you are a wackadoodle, but that's fine because the redeeming quality might be that maybe we can reenact practical magic and Ooh, yeah, you can be Jillian. Cause I want to be, I want to be Sally Owens. Because um, I do love the Practical Magic movie with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman and Stalker Channing. Isn't Stalker Channing one of the aunts? Ooh, um, probably. Prob- so I'm very, because you're going to play in this witchcraft and what is bound to happen is you are going to open a portal that yeah. you did not know and you are going to become possessed. And I am going to have to, unfortunately, have a seance and reluctantly like do some witch voodoo to save your ass. That's what I'm upset about that. I'm going to be drug into having to also become a witch because you are going to be possessed. I'm not so worried about possession. Are you you sure we couldn't even smudge the house appropriately? Those fucking demons are definitely Well, it's because, (laughs) so as I've learned about this, we, we just, we did it wrong. No wonder it didn't work. Like, (laughs) Zach and I decided we needed to um, do some smoke cleansing like in 2017 and we like bought some sage and um, waved it around. We didn't even bother to Google how to do it appropriately. Was there Uh, a way to not make the house fill up entirely with smoke and smell like a campfire? First of all, we we needed to open the window. Oh, which I don't think we did because it was very cold out. No, we did not do that. Which yeah. was why so that was we had whole... a campfire inside the house. So all we did was we like, Tra- trapped them. We trapped the bad energies. Yeah. We we're like, <laughs> we irritated them and then wouldn't let them out of the house. So <laughs> That's a special kind of evil on our part. We just, we, we just, we just them angered off. them. And then yeah. we're like, oh, I can't believe it didn't work. Um, yeah. So I just, I feel like a lot of the things I've done have, have slowly been like, we did the tarot card reading, um, when we were in New Orleans, um, I'm going to be all... very excited when I come to visit you and you can just magically light a candle from across the room. I am going to think that's cool. I'm just going to say like, I will enjoy that. I mean, I have seen every episode of charmed a hundred percent. It like a hundred times. As long as so, you don't become Paige, I'm fine with only, that. It was I only a matter her. of time. I hate her. I'm really excited about it. Rose McGowan, you hate Rose McGowan. I do. I, zero redeeming qualities. But I mean, to be fair, she, she was better than Shan Doherty. 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I, do. I liked I liked Shannon Doherty. As a fan character. of the franchise, um, I, I I would pick. It's when they got the Kaylee Cuoco. Like that was kind of a random character ad at the end of the series. Or when Leo got like stuck in whatever dimension he was in. So many things happened to Leo. It's amazing. Like it's amazing. He made it to the series finale. If we're being really honest, is. it really is. Um, yeah. Well, so that's that- my new. That's my new hobby. Um. I was. I slowly like floated it to people at Sarah's party, Brian's party oh, this no, weekend, Carmen. and that gives me that gives me anxiety just thinking about you to like trying to tease the fact that you're a witch well i was like oh so i've kind of like been getting into uh this and immediately her sister-in-law was like have you been to the crystal store like our favorite one is this one and i was like oh yes yes i picked the right person to start talking to so all right well i wish you the best of luck and thank you please Learn some spells that can help me with. So, uh, if any listeners wanna wanna help me on my my baby witch do not journey, play in, you do just... not do not <laughs> play into this. We are not. You can call us. I we can't are, tell you the phone number. Our podcast is gonna blow up because we're now under like the witch genre on like <laughs> Apple, and like we're just gonna become. It's my well, worst nightmare. Well, you know, aside, I never actually told you any of the things about um the articles, but witch talk. So TikTok is um is part of why it became so popular um and then a lot of people are using it for money they're trying to increase their money which you know i read the law of attraction almost 20 years ago so it's all the same it's all connected this is just what's popular right now and it comes with pretty rocks and looking at the moon (laughs) all righty any parting thoughts over there um nothing you got nothing no, I was like, what am I reading these days? Oh, I am reading a David Sedaris book. That's what I was going to tell you about. Um, called The Carnival of Snackery. Mm. And it's just a collection of his journal entries. So it's not even particularly like funny or it's not put together in any kind of thread. But it's it's interesting and it's like 17 hours long. Um, so that's that's what I'm listening to right now. All right. Well, I'm going to the Dua Lipa concert tonight. So if I come back with long hair and a braid and am forever dancing around like Dua Lipa, it's because I had an amazing night last night. I I can't wait. I can't wait to hear about it. I'll give you a report. Oh, good. Okay. Wow. All right. Talk to you you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our point. Stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discuss in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.